Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. It's a win. You always bring up those kind of things, don't you? And you always ask questions like, well, you haven't beat these guys in 17 years, so, why do, so what do you think about this time, this time? I mean, <laughs> just ask the question. Let's go, Bob. <laughs> We're out of here. Wait, 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 was that the only? Was that the only question he took? No, no it, it, it was, was towards clearly the end. at the end. I guess it was towards okay. the end. But still, I, I think it was a two. I think Bob had said two more questions, and that, that was one, yeah. And that was Bob, one. Of, give me the hell out of here, Bob. Bob. It's like, but it's, you son but of it's a... like you have to expect Zim to Zim I to love... like put his his coat on, get on his. Mo- motorcycle, Bob jumps on the back and they start a vroom, vroom, vroom and take off. Come on, Bob, let's blow this chicken stand. Bab, who was he? Who was he chastising? Was that was that Chris Thomas? Chris Thomas from the Pioneer Press. Yep. Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, they man. don't really see eye to eye, but <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Oh my well, God. this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die, and uh, you know what? Beating the Seahawks is a step in the right direction. This show is presented by Surly Brewing Company. And if you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, thanks for getting us over 17,000 subscribers and uh, helping us set another monthly record in terms of downloads and uh, consumptions. If you're watching on a TCL TV, even better because TCL is a huge supporter here of us at Score North and Purple Daily. And they have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. And I feel like there's a lot of people that have discovered this show in the 2021 calendar year, and they've heard us now do, let's see, three preseason games, uh, two regular season games. They've heard us do five pie charts right. of blame. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. And like, oh, you guys, you guys are just dishing out blame negative. all the time? Negative, what happens negative, when, negative. What happens when they win? Well... <laughs> Now on Mackie and John. You wanted better charts that you could see the fine print on. The pie chart of praise. You should be singing his praises. It's the pie the chart. knows how you feel about pie. Of praise here for a Vikings win over the Seattle Seahawks, 30-17. to 17. Let's start with Judd Zolgad here. And by the way, don't feel like... I know Declan is timing us to make sure that we all stay at least within a reasonable amount of time. Because I like, went really know, long one time. I, I, you I, went like 14 yeah, minutes one week. Right. Over a preseason a game, pie. by the yeah, way. Yeah, but you know what? That's the most important time of year because that's breaking down. That's going through the paces I was preparing for the season. 
I'm just saying, don't feel like you have to make this like yeah, a minute no. and a half here. Like you can no explore pressure. the space a little bit. You're, they just won their first game. Yeah, so. I feel like you're chastising Dex. No, I think that's no, no, the no, right no, thing no. To it's do. your guys' show. You can go as ten minutes. I'll go ninety seconds. You know, hey, some people like it quicker. Some people like it longer. So you do whatever you want to do, Judd. Okay. Was that a euphemism right there? Yeah, that's Did what you just it was. make the show creepy? Is no, that I didn't. That's make it what creepy? it was. Two minute <laughs> offense or or a long drive, whatever you want to do. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going right, to start. Judd Zolgad's pie chart of praise. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. I'm going to start with just a small 10% chunk of pie. But it goes to a guy. So the defense uh, did shut out the Seahawks in the second half, but definitely didn't have a good start to the game. But when you went back and looked at the stats, and there was certainly a huge play he made in the second half, I want to give a 10% piece of pie to the player I deem right now to be the heart and soul of the Vikings defense. And it's not Harrison Smith. It has been in the past, but it's not right now. Eric Kendricks. 11, 11 tackles, which is a lot, led the team, obviously. A sack, two tackles for losses, and a quarterback hurry. And I felt like in the second half of that game, he helped provide a stability that was sorely lacking through the first quarter and a half of that game. Eric Kendricks gets a 10% chunk of pie because Eric Kendricks is is one of the best linebackers, I think, in the league right now. And... um. When he's out, like when when Anthony Barr's out, I think we we can talk about. Well, you're missing this and you're missing that, and we're all like, "Yeah, I'm sure you are, but are you really?" You take Eric Kendricks off the field, and it's not a. Uh, you know, it seems like he's. You're saying no, he is definitely missed. So Eric Kendricks, ten percent chunk of pie for me. Fifteen percent chunk of pie goes to the guy who stepped in for Dalvin Cook yesterday. Nice 15% chunk because he did a great job. And yeah. he continue, and he continues to prove that when given opportunities, aside from the, the uh, fourth and one in Seattle last year where he didn't get the yard, but for the most part, Alexander Madison, when given opportunities, does a really good job. Rushes for 112 yards, 171 total yards on 32 touches. A really nice game. And um, I think we all said, wow, if Dalvin Cook can't play, this team could be 0-3 and they could be in big trouble. Just the opposite. Now, Madison was not the star of the offense, but, you know, he was a big enough threat and he continued what this team can do with its ground game uh, to prove that he could be a definite starter for some teams. And again, that if you not all backs are okay, but you can find them, you can find them. And Dalvin Cook, no question, special, but a guy like Madison definitely deserves to play, and he did a really nice job. So I give him a 15% chunk of pie. Yeah, he was – I think him stepping in again and showing – because he does this whenever Dalvin Cook is out. I said it on Ventline yesterday. I think he's the third-best running back in the division. Dalvin Cook's the best. Aaron Jones is second. Some people are going to say, well, David Montgomery, that's more of a product of opportunity. If you gave the Bears access to Alex Madison, I think he'd put up the same numbers David Montgomery does. Yeah. 15%. To him. All right. Now my last two chunks. That's right. This is a small pie. My last two chunks of pie. 25% goes to a guy who did not take a snap, did not play a down, but he called a very good game. Clint Kubiak. Mm -hmm. Clint Kubiak, um, who I questioned and I said flat out, you know, he's getting the job in in large part because his his old man had the, the job previously before retiring. And Clint Kubiak's, what, 34? He's never called plays. He doesn't have a, a advisor 
so so to speak. I'm sure he talks to his dad during the week, but not during games he doesn't. He came up with a game plan that, one, did a hell of a job of featuring the quarterback, who we'll get to, and two, Dalvin Cook didn't play and nobody panicked. Like, it, it wasn't like, because if you think about how this offense, when Dalvin Cook is playing, rotates around him, and it's sort of like, we're going to pound the rock all day long with Dalvin, Clinton be like, oh my God, Dalvin's not playing, what should we do? He found a really nice, I thought, game plan that, that still made the running game important, but actually probably, or not probably, for sure, up the importance of the passing game, Clint Kubiak, 25% chunk of pie. It actually kind of felt to me like, they just plugged Alex Madison into the Dalvin Cook role. Like, if I would have told you, all right, Vikings beat the Seahawks 30-17, uh, to 17, and the starting running back goes for 26 carries, 112 yards, and also caught six passes for 59 yards. Who was the starting running back? You'd yeah. be like, oh, Dalvin Got Cook, him. right? Yeah. Right. So they didn't overhaul anything. They just plugged Alex Madison in, and uh, he did pretty much the same thing Dalvin Cook would have done. Ran for 100 yards. Caught 60 yards of, of passes. Nice job. I am at 50% of my pie. Distributed already. That leaves wow. a huge portion. That leaves a big fattening portion. 50%. And that all goes to one guy. And it's deserved. That is 2021. Three games. National Football League MVP candidate, Kirk Cousins. You like that? You like that? What more can we say? He was, Dalvin's out, they're down by 10 points through no fault of Kirk's, and they come back, and they don't just play well, they play great. And that offense had damn near uh, the most complete game that I've seen with Kirk. I would say, personally, I think that's Kirk's most complete game. Uh, The box score is good, but for the first time, probably, it's probably been at most a hand full of times that I would say that the box score actually probably doesn't do how Kirk played justice. Uh, Kirk Cousins has an impressive box score. He had a better game. And if you watch that entire game, you saw that 50% chunk of pie to a guy who, who in training camp, I think rightfully so a lot of us questioned, um, didn't get vaccinated. I, I know internally with the Vikings that bothered a lot of people, there were a lot of things to say, oh, boy, this might not be good. And Kirk Cousins played his third really solid game. Um, I thought the Cincinnati game, he was fine. He was good. I thought the Cardinals game, he was really good. And this exceeded that. 50% chunk of pie. So I go Cousins, 50%. Clint Kubiak, 25%. Madison, 15%. And Eric Kendricks, 10%. Four like slices like pie. That. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. It's back wow. to normal. I'm not- Nice That's little six-minute, six 40-second pie chart for Judd. Uh, good sweet spot there. Nice. So I actually I disagree with your pie chart and think you are Mr. Shortchanger. And I'll tell you why in just a second. After we talk about one of our favorite partners here, Moon Motorsports, which isn't they're not shortchanging anyone. Nope. And quite frankly... Uh, at Moon Motorsports, they're probably giving you even more value than you know, with, with these winter months on the horizon. You want to talk about power sports and uh, motor vehicles. Moon Motorsports in Monticello is the largest inventory in the region. They're family-owned and operated for 50-plus years. And you can stop by their website, moonmotorsports.com, 
and uh, see why they should be your motorized family recreation source. If you're interested in anything related to Polaris, Honda, Yamaha, BMW, Triumph, uh, Ski-Doo, you name it, the top brands in power sports, moonmotorsports.com. Check them out. Uh, Also, Minnesota Lottery. They've got these Viking scratch game tickets. So yesterday should have been a glorious day because the Vikings won. And then imagine if you would have plopped down $5. That's it. On a Viking scratch game ticket that can win you up to $100,000. There's a $2 skull game that can win you up to $15,000 and secondary prizes like Vikings tickets. Just say, I'm into Viking scratch games from the Minnesota Lottery. It must be 18 or older to play. The Rock knows how you feel about pot. All right, how does shortchange Mr. Mr. Shortchanger hey, Judd Zolgad. 50% went to Kirk. I'm sorry, never, and I had to go to Kirk. You can never just give the credit where the credit's due. Uh, I'm going to start from the bottom real quickly and work my way up. I have four slices of pie. I'm on the clock here. Oh, you have right. four too? Okay, yep. okay, but I shortchanged people. Yep. Okay, all right. Five, 5% to Greg Joseph for not missing a kick. Okay. All right. He yeah. didn't miss any extra points, didn't miss any short field goals. I mean, he wasn't asked to do a whole lot, but he made all the he made all the kicks that he needed to make Six kicks, yeah. in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was was yeah, it three was extra points yep. and three. then three field goals? Yep. Right? Nice job. Great job. Congratulations. He you did didn't his screw job. up this week. Yeah, we asked one thing of Greg Joseph after that Cardinals game. Do your do job. Do your job. Do your job. Bill Belichick popped his head in and said, Do your job. Mm-hmm. Do your job. Do your job. He did his job. Uh, 5% Alex Madison for all the reasons that Judd said. He basically just stepped right into the Dalvin Cook role and did all the Dalvin Cook things. So awesome job. Um, I'm also going to give 5% to the offensive line, okay? What did we ask before the season? Just be average. We don't need five Steve Hutchinsons. We don't need five, you know, Bryant McKinney's, like all pros. We just need an average pass-protecting offensive line. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. I pull open the Pro Football Focus pass block ratings after three games, and the Vikings pass blocking unit is exactly 16th in the NFL this week. That's, That's all you wanted. Average. That's all you wanted. Average. Yes. 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 Instead of yes. stole, it's average. Average. <laughs> average. <laughs> Just be average. That's all we ask. J-B-A. And they are. They are 16th in the NFL. And In fact, for the game, uh, let's see here. Average. Garrett Bradbury had a 60 rating across the board. Pretty much average. I think 60 is the average rating in pro football focus. All right. That's all we need. There was a couple train wrecks in there. How did Rashad Hill Um, do? Rashad Hill was a 54.4 grade. He allowed... I believe three pressures, including okay. one very bad one in the second half. Yep. And that leaves me with one oh boy. I n- n- okay. 85% this is so disingenuous. of pie. You have shortchanged. Oh, uh, you have shortchanged uh, the dagger doctor, uh, the fourth quarter pharaoh, uh, the late game luminary. The shoeless wonder? The, col- the shoeless wonder, the colossus of clutch. <laughs> Kirky McClutcherson. Clutch. Hey, you held him at 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? That's right. We do. All right. We talk about, so 85% of my pie chart of praise goes to Kirk Cousins. After, by the way, he was not on my pie chart of blame at all in week one or week two. And so He made my week one. All right. 
So one of us has been on the right side of history the entire season with Kirk Cousins here. <laughs> All right, Judd snuck him on the pie chart of blame earlier. Yeah. So we talk about two things with Cousins. Uh, the first thing we talk about is how he can't really, with regularity, overcome his team's deficiencies like other quarterbacks that are paid similarly, right? The Pat Mahomes, the Russell Wilsons, the Aaron Rodgers that, like, those guys have to overcome oftentimes bad defense, bad offensive line, you know, whatever it may be. And they just put the whole team on their back and they go 12 and 4 anyways. They go 11 and 5 anyways. They're down by 20 points in a playoff game. Doesn't matter. Like, like there's a, there's a crop of quarterbacks above Kirk Cousins that gets paid about the same that overcomes deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday, he overcomes the absence of Dalvin Cook. He overcomes the defense, giving up 250 yards in the first half. Uh, overcomes some pressure on third down throws. So I think I think the word overcome has been a big key for what's the point in paying a quarterback all that money if he needs everything to be perfect around him for your team to win, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if he can overcome things like injuries, bad defense, etc., that's a new level for him, and I think he did a great job of that yesterday. The second thing we talk about, and we did a dive into this on Mackie and Judd, is when you strip away deception and play action, uh, when the result of the game really hinges on you, how does Kirk respond? When they know you're going to throw, when it's third down, right? Like when it's last four minutes of a half and the analytics show that he's not good in those situations, can Kirk carry the team? Um, Aaron Rodgers for example, his best down statistically in his career is third down. His passer rating goes up on third down. His yards per attempt go way up on third down. You know, Cousins is lesser in his career when you take away the play action, when you take away some of that infrastructure, and it's just Kirk. It's uh, last four minutes. It's third down and 10. They know you're going to pass. you got to figure it out, right? Your offensive line's not perfect. Your defense is giving up 30. Like, those are the situations where he doesn't measure up to some of his peers. Yesterday... His two biggest throws, I would argue, came on third down situations where the opposing team, the Seahawks, knew that he had to throw. The second quarter, third and 13 from the 15-yard line, they know he's going to throw, they send pressure, and Kirk throws a 15-yard dart to Adam Thielen, who was blanket covered, by the way, for a touchdown, puts the Vikings back on top in the second quarter. And then the second throw, fourth quarter, you got the lead, but there's eight minutes to go, and if you punt the ball back to Russell Wilson, you never know, right? Like, that dude pulls out. Like, look at last year, right? We're, all right, here's the ball, 95 yards, boom, he does it. So you got to dagger the Seahawks in this moment. It's third down and five, just past midfield, and both Amir Abdullah and Rashad Hill whiff on pass protection off the left side of the line of scrimmage. There is a free-running linebacker about to demolish Kirk Cousins. He's backpedaling, and he knows he's going to get his ribs caved. And he stands in there and finds K.J. Osborne over the middle on a crossing route that basically daggered. Because now it's like two and a half more minutes can run off the clock. The Vikings went on to kick a field goal, and the game was over. And so the two biggest throws came on must-pass situations, pressure in his face, blanket-covered wide receivers, and he threw darts. 85% of my pie chatter praise goes to the deficit demolisher. The one-shoe wonder, Kirk Cousins. I gave him 50%. I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to apologize. And I still finish the exact same amount of time as I'm not going to apologize, okay? I gave him 50%. You just can't give him full credit ever, Zolgad. You shortchanged Clint Kubiak. Why'd you shortchange Clint? He did a great job. 
That's true. I'm spreading the love I around. So 5% Greg Joseph, 5% offensive line, 5% Alex Madison, 85% to Kirk Cousins. You like that? You like that? Who are All you right. praising, Dex? My pie chart of praise. I got five little items here, five items. My chef pie chart. I told you, you that the oven was pie. preheating the moment Ventline ended on Sunday evening. Watch it's kind mine. of hard to cut a pie in five pieces. It is right? though. You can't, you can't slice all the way across. Right. Well, you know, you just you just kind of slice off a little little tease pies. You know, just a little little taste, mm. a little taste. While I'm watching Extreme Rules last night, there's a little taste, and then I had a big you know chunk of my pie as I was constructing it out uh, after watching that one. I'll start with five percent of resiliency, and resiliency being your backs were against the wall. It's zero and two. You have a full U.S. Bank Stadium. You have to deliver. The hot seat conversations start if you lose this game. And the Vikings, who were down 17-7 to and possibly could have gotten ran out of their own building very early in this game, stepped up, rose up to the expectations, fed off the crowd. The crowd was, I mean, Judd, you were there. I was, back at the, I was back at home, but you could just tell that that place was absolutely rocking and having a full U.S. Bank Stadium played a big factor in the Vikings making that comeback. Yeah. And 5% goes to the resiliency of the Vikings making a big performance in front of a packed U.S. Bank Stadium. I will also give 5% to the defense. Just 5%, though. And I know in the second half, they put up zero points. You can maybe say, hey, they're, they're worth, they're worth way, way even more of this pie chart of praise. But for me, it's just 5%. Um, there's still some gaping holes on this defense. I don't trust it a whole lot. But at the same time, zero points. And they deserve praise. Eric Hendricks had a big day. Daniel Hunter had a ton of hurries and pressures. Um, I know he didn't register a sack, but he was all over Russell Wilson. Seven pressures in that game for Daniel Hunter. Bingo. Big performance from him. So 5% to the defense. 10% for Alex Madison. I've been calling for this dude to play more ever since even last year. I know Dalvin Cook is the big payman, and Dalvin Cook is arguably a top three running back in the NFL, and he's a damn good player, and he's not the player Alex Madison. He's a, he's a player above him. But Madison, what, almost 160 or so, all-purpose yards on rushing and receiving yesterday. He needs to be featured more. I think this is now becoming a league, too, where you have to use all of your backs. And Alex Madison is someone who stepped in, rushed for over 100 yards, and deserves more playing time, so 10% to back up running back Alexander Madison. Also 10% to offensive coordinator Clint Kubiak. There you go. Clint Kubiak with a big performance, big boy performance. By channeling my sports dad here, I've had some questions. I haven't been completely uh, rain cloud over Clint Kubiak's parade entering week three like a certain member of this program was. But but, hey, you know what? He deserves praise. He called one hell of a game. I will say, Clint, uh, get the read option play for Kirk Cousins. Cordell Cousins can't be rowing out on a design bootleg there. <laughs> that was um, a weird play. I don't yeah. know what the hell that was. Weird. But outside of that, a near flawless executed game plan from uh, from Clint Kubiak. So he gets 10%. And then one last chunk of pie. And it goes to old Kirky boy. 70% to Kirk Cousins. Because Kirk Cousins was absolutely dynamite in this game. This is the best start he's had in his career. His first two, three years here at the Vikings, and he has shipwrecked some starts to the season. He's gotten off some pretty poor starts so far through three games. He is in the MVP category. 128 pass, or passer rating yesterday, three touchdowns, 30 of 38. The dude was slinging it all over the place. He had pressure in his face, and he still delivered. He didn't whittle like he has done in his previous parts of his career. Kirk Cousins deserves the entire praise here. You were down 17-7. to You needed your quarterback to step up and then take the game over. Kirk Cousins controlled this entire game and outplayed Russell Bleeping Wilson, who might be a top-three quarterback in the NFL. So 70% to Kirk Cousins. So my entire pie chart, 5% to resiliency, 5% to defense, 10% to Alex Madison, 10% to Clint Kubiak, and 70% to old Kirky boy McCousins, Kirk Cousins. MVP. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. MVP. 
Oh, look at that. Three minutes, 37 seconds. Yeah, that's a two-minute drive, baby. Well, not a two-minute drive. Yeah, no, actually, you exceeded the two-minute drive. Seconds, but yes. Clock ran out, dude. Uh, we'll do, I, I guarantee you, we'll get into, throughout the rest of the week, just some more in-depth stats and whatnot on the Vikings' offense and on Kirk Cousins specifically. But now that PFF has tallied up all of the Week 3 performances, I think they have. Is last night's game on here? Uh, um, I think the Vikings one just came out like a half hour before we recorded this on 11 a.m. on Monday. So I think the Vikings grades are out. I've seen people tweeting out some of the grades, at least top five players and whatnot. Yep. I'm, I was talking, yeah, the Vikings game's out and the Sunday night game is out too. So these are complete ratings up to this point. Okay. And Kirk Cousins is the third highest graded quarterback on the season so far behind just Tom Brady and Ryan. Ryan Tannehill is always just sneaky good. Yes. And I don't know, his numbers don't look all that impressive yet this season, um, but he's been really good for the most part the last few years with Tennessee. So Kirk, really the only quarterback in the NFL um, with eight-plus touchdown passes and no interceptions. He also has the third-highest completion percentage. So a ridiculous start to the season for Kirk. And maybe Judd will give him his, his proper credit if they I beat give the him 50% of a week. piece of pie. That's all I'm going to give. You're not going to get more than 50% from I'm sorry about that. It's a team game, man. I'm spreading those those chunks around a little bit. Uh, are you Were you spreading celebratory surlies around after Ventline last night? You know what? Or were you I just got... hoarding them to yourself? No, 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 sir. When it comes to Surly Furious, I spread it around to all my, my friends. I think, so I, I think we got about Five or six pictures of people in various um, uh, places drinking Surly. But I really enjoyed the one with the, uh, I think it was four guys outside yeah, the man. stadium, all awesome. sporting jerseys and Surly. See, that's the way to spend a Sunday, in your Vikings jersey and a public, Surly Furious pu- in your hand. Public drinking. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you know what? It's a Sunday, okay? It's a football game. Public drinking is absolutely fine. But, uh yeah, it was a fun day, and and here's the best part. Uh, on Surly's Twitter account before the game, they had a listing, an extensive one, mm-hmm. of all the places Surly and Surly Furious in particular is now served throughout the stadium during games. So if you're th- thinking to yourself, well, I'm going to the game, but uh, yeah. how am I going to drink my favorite beer, Surly? I can tell you right now, available in the stadium for games Never. You're never far away from a, a a Surly. And I'll tell you this, too. Surly Furious, much more fun to drink one when you're happy than when you're really furious. <laughs> surly Furious. Wow. Well, with that said, every Monday, when the Vikings lose, we do silver linings. When the Vikings win, we do nitpicks. And so let's kind of roll this up. Judd, you start us off with your nitpick, and we'll we'll roll it into Surly you must be furious. Okay, well, my nitpick is this. It's very small. Um, Amir Smith-Marset. Okay, dude. Now, he got hurt and left the game. But this is... The ball, when you catch it or allow it to go in the end zone, puts, puts the ball at the 25. Correct? 25-yard line. Mm-hmm. There were at least two occasions before he got hurt in Sunday's game where he elected to bring the ball out. And in both cases, went through a lot of work to end up short of the 25-yard line. Dude, um, don't do it. Like, I, I understand that you're a rookie. I understand you're fast. And I understand your desire to make an impact, all of those things. But the ball goes to the 25. I believe on one return, he got to the 24. 
And on one return, he got to like the 16. Take the field position. What is, is it worth? I'd like to see sort of a, like an analytical study. Is it worth, let's say you've got 15 different potential returns where it's a decision to make. And, and so you could either take a knee 15 times or you could run it out 15 times. Mm-hmm. And I think the theory would be, and maybe I'm wrong on this, out of those 15 times, if you run it out, let's say you come up short 12 times, but on the other three, you house one of them for a touchdown, and then the other two, you, you run them back almost to the 50 or something. Like, Does it balance out? Is it worth it for the chance that you could run one into field goal range or run it back all the way? I say absolutely not when your offense is firing on all cylinders with a potential MVP under center. Wow. <laughs> Look at this guy right like Kirk here. Kirk. You like that? You like that? Let him cook. Uh, Declan, what, what was your nitpick from this? My nitpick was um, something that happened off the field, and we touched on an event line. The whole Cam Dancer situation, man. Uh, I, mm. I get that you're frustrated and that you want more playing time. You got buried over these other cornerbacks. Some of these, them have, have, who have been awful. I mean, uh, uh, Bashad Breeland is basically entering Drew Samia level territory with his PFF grades. Like, he has been terrible. He's not been very, very good. But when you get your first win of the season, and you also are still coming off a decent performance in week two where you stepped up and you, and, you, and you got some good gracious in with your head coach with special teams and a nice play in the end zone too in that Cardinals game. For you to come out and tweet that cryptic thing and hell, maybe it has nothing to do with himself and the football field and it could have whatever reasons. I just think the lack of self-awareness there by him is really disappointing. And I'm someone too who I, I always hate in cliches and this happens in hockey a lot like there's no me. It's all about us. You know, it's all about team first and camaraderie and la la la. But for him to say something like that after your first win of the season was pretty dumb. And I think Cam Dancer needs to wake up a little bit because if there was any good gracious that was built upon going into that game, it probably once again just hit a new floor. So my, my nitpick is Cam Dantzler with that cryptic weird tweet, which he then deleted about 15 minutes later. Uh, Cam Dantzler is my nitpick for this week. I'm going to grab the tweet here. So he said... I'm tired of biting my tongue about this whole situation. Fr. Yep. Dot 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 dot. I'm guessing he means by the whole situation, meaning not playing while Bashad Breeland, he, for instance, gives up nine receptions on nine targets whoa. for 102 yards and a touchdown. What was his PFF grade? What, what's that PFF grade right there? It was bad. It was uh, 46.9. Okay. His pass protection grade specifically, um, I think was even lower than that. Yeah, his pass protection grade was, well, it was, it was, it was 46.9, I guess. So. All right. Well, and Dantzler then did put out a secondary tweet trying to claim that his previous tweet had nothing to do with football. Of which, I was hacked. Of course, none yeah, of us back. And then I oh, believe he deleted oh, no. the secondary tweet. So Declan's not wrong. Uh, they hacked me. Yeah. Well, I love it. I love how he tweets immediately <laughs> after the game and then tweets, oh I got a life outside of football. This isn't about football. Okay, oh, bud. Oh, so that's why you tweeted it right after you guys won a football game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that might have been a glimpse. And, you know, the Vikings coaches were probably saying, see? Like, yeah. this no, is they the are. Stuff. We, we, we just want him to be a little more mature. Yeah, I don't blame him for um, that part. So I think my biggest nitpick is not from the game. It's from it's the first two games now are more magnified. You miss a freaking 37-yard field goal, and then you, you fumble in air quotes. thought it was a bad call. But, God, even if you get one of those two road games, because you can't just do the, oh, well, they should be this. I mean, NFL games are so close oftentimes that you're going to lose games right. in weird fashion sometimes. But 
if they if they were two and one going into this Browns game, then it's like the Browns game would almost be a gateway to like Super Bowl contender status after the first month. Um, it, it doesn't mean that they can't still reach that. And if they beat the Browns, I think a lot of people are going to say, "Wow, that's." And the, the Chiefs are one and two, but like that's one of the best two and two teams in the NFL. So my my nitpick is more, wow, you just destroyed, especially from the second quarter on, what what everyone thinks is going to be a playoff team with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yep. Um. You know, wh- where's that team? Where where's that Kirk Cousins a little more often in some of those situations? So, but hey, this Browns game is so much more fun on the horizon now because of the way they beat the Seahawks. It's one of the more anticipated games in a couple of years. Stefanski coming back, Mike Zimmer, pupil versus teacher. Stopping There's Miles, a lot of fun stopping Miles here. Garrett. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a lot um, of... on, on the defensive side for the Vikings, they were mm-hmm. credited with 19 pressures of Russell Wilson in that game yesterday. Daniil Hunter had seven of them. So is the that defense, broken down by halves, Phil? Uh, it is not. Okay. It's just broken I'd be curious down to see game. what the pressures were. It felt like the pressures in the second half were substantial. Yep. Everson had three. Michael Pierce had three. Dalvin Tomlinson was the highest graded overall defensive player for the Vikings yesterday. Really? That's interesting. That's good. I think we got to stop some of this. I, I hear a lot of people like, well, where's Dalvin Tomlinson been? The position he plays, you're not going to see him ever. He's there to take up space. I don't agree with you get on some that. Push. I mean, three technique. You're you, not going to see you him. You can be seen. You can be seen. I he's felt not, like the first a, two games. He's not a three technique, though. He's a he's he's I, playing three technique, but he's not a. Three but I felt technique. like the first two two games he didn't do much, and it did feel like we heard his name more. I mean, I think you're going to see him because because you see Pierce as well. But I mean, yes, it's not going to be a play by play thing like like you know. When Hunter's playing well, you basically see him every single play, and it's it's splash plays. That's true, but I mean, you know, he can do his job. Yeah, and he and he did he did yesterday, according to mm-hmm. PFF. So, all right, any final thoughts from you? We have a million things we're going to discuss from this point forward the rest of the week, but um, just any other immediate things that you want to get off your chest about yesterday's game? Um, the offense. Operated yesterday like it should. I loved it, and when and when Dalvin comes back, I still think right now that the attention has to be turned towards eight. Like keep it on Kirk, keep the spotlight there. He's played well; he deserves it. Uh, this is not saying that Cook can't have big games and play a substantial role, but I loved what I felt was a game plan yesterday that was far more um, geared towards the quarterbacks, our star here, and everybody plays off of him, including Madison, Jefferson, Thielen, Conklin. Um, I, I think that that, I think that the game plan that they used sans Dalvin really felt like a smart game plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the Vikings ran nine play actions in that game, which is a, about what they've been sitting around eight per game so far this year. They were six of nine on play action for 55 yards, but without play action, they were 24 of 29. Is that right? They threw the ball 38 times in that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirk was uh, 24 of dude. 29. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was ridiculous. Gunslinger. Yep. Kirky McClutcherton. You like that? You like that? All right. Uh, don't forget, too, if you missed Vikings Ventline yesterday, go check it out. You can find everything we do on scorenorth.com and the Scornorth app plus Judd's written work. And then tomorrow, Alex Boone will join the show for some meat and potatoes deep dives. I thought I, I thought that before we go, I was supposed to be furious about something. Correct? Yeah, we just teed, we just teed you up for that like seven minutes ago. 
I wasn't furious about that. No, I just talked about them. <laughs> I'll be, com- I'll I be completely so this is This is nitpicks, and we're going to roll it into one. What are you furious about? I want to... No, no, this is... A I'm fo- actually teams all get on this one. I was also really confused if we were going to get to it. This is a football... Okay, roll the tape. I said, I said... Right. I, 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 and I said, all right, like tell fans. us about Surly. Yep. And then I said, okay, when the Vikings lose, we go through nitpicks. And I said, let's roll it all into one, Judd. What are you oh, furious I didn't catch about? That. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. I, I didn't catch that. It was unclear <laughs> to me. You as a point guard dropped the ball. You threw oh, it yeah. out of bounds. This is J.R. You're Smith standing in the corner is, waiting yeah. for the I'm, pass. I'm LeBron. I'm LeBron sitting there like, what the hell's going on here? Because I want to be furious about one thing, and it's not Vikings. It's football. But damn it, every forum that Score North has today should mention this, okay? 31-point favorites, and you lose to a bad Mac team Classic. at home. The Gophers, 14-10. to P.J. Fleck, completely embarrassing. One of the most embarrassing losses ever for this program. Disgusting. Embarrassing. Any other word. Bench Tanner Morgan. Fire Mike Sanford. Changes, changes, changes on campus. Mark Coyle, do something. P.J. Fleck, do something. It was pathetic. The boat (laughs) rode right over the falls on Saturday. That's why I'm furious. Go make me drink surly. Thank you. There it was. I was wondering. I was like, like, boy, he he was pretty subdued. He just brought up Smith-Marset, like, all right, I guess Judd's no, not that fired nitpick. up this week. I want a nitpicks, <laughs> and I want furious. All right, I can't all right. roll them together. All right. That's good. Sorry. All right. we, will no, we will never roll them together ever again. Thank I'm you. Sorry. That was my fault. I will own that one. <laughs> um, also, a shout-out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Much like the Vikings offensive line provided some good protection, frontline protection for Kirk yesterday, Federated can provide great frontline protection and risk management resources for your company, your bottom line, your employees. So check them out at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, that is a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. You like that? Delay a game. You like that? We do. Good stuff. (laughs) Uh, Go Gophers. Row the boat. Sky Yuma. See you tomorrow.